This episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which I was lucky enough to head out to Barcelona and see being unveiled at its launch and to chat to athletes like Sharon Nakidi, who won the New York Marathon a few years ago, who does all of her easy and steady runs in this pair of shoes. And then we've set Jess from The Running Channel a very specific challenge to train for 12 weeks for her fastest, hopefully, ever 10K, which is also back out in Barcelona. Yeah, she is loving training in this shoe. And I think it's important as well because we're so lucky we get to test lots of different shoes. But we do know that some people just want that one pair that will do everything. So Jess has been doing her long runs, interval sessions, and she will be tackling the final 10K in the Under Armour Infinite Elite shoes. Yeah, big focus on endurance and a brand new foam, which provides extra energy return and looks after you on even your longest runs. So if you want to know more, head to the link in the show notes. This is the Running Channel podcast with me, Sarah Hartley, Rick Kelsey in the corner pushing just one button today because it's audio only, and Andy Badley, who is just about alive after the last two weeks, which have been absolute madness. It has. It's been very difficult. We've been doing lots of cool stuff, though, which is really exciting. Gives us more to talk about. Mm -hmm. And still reeling from just meeting so many incredible people over the last few weeks. Um, And we've got a very special message from one of those people later in this podcast as well yes we have but before that we're yeah. going to have essentially one big argument because we've each <laughs> it is picked... a massive barney yeah it is this is going to be absolutely brilliant we've each picked a running distance or group of distances and we're essentially going to fight it out to see which is the best running distance i think we should make andy go first <laughs> well before that should we catch up let's do it Okay, so I want to start off by uh, having a bit of a humble brag. Oh, go on. I ran in to do the podcast today. Did you? Marathon training. Did you shower? Yeah. Put deodorant on and everything. I didn't know there was a shower in this building. Oh, you guys. One, I'm sat quite far away from you. And two, I did Yeah, which is why it's even more worrying. (laughs) (laughs) And I did actually shower. I ran a half marathon in to do the podcast. That is impressive. Why did you do that? Part of marathon training. So I had to swap a couple of weeks around because we were at the National Running Show last week. So this week I've been doing what I should have been doing last week, which is a slightly harder week, which I didn't have time to fit in. And one of the runs is a half marathon. So I thought I'd do it on the way into work in the morning. It's a lot warmer now than it was a couple of weeks ago. And it was a beautiful run. The best bit about this is Rick's just incredulity about anyone putting any sort of hard graft into any element of their (laughs) life. He's like, why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't have any Gabby while she was doing it. Uh, 142 (laughs) physio sessions, but apparently I bang on about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It must have been so hard just lying on a bed while someone looks after you. (laughs) Have you ever done done physio? My whole profession of life. When you injured until 20 to be the bit that we're arguing about. <laughs> the, the irony here is that people are going to need Gavi soon. Yeah, yeah. Just to listen to this podcast. <laughs> that's why you retired so early, mate, in 2018, because basically you weren't doing the physio properly because you were being lazy because that's how you think physio works. You know what I've realised recently? Graft. A lot of other podcasts do seasons and they have like a month off. And I've yeah. always thought that ours is better because we just bash it out just every week. But maybe we need a break from each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rick, how's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> and he's so annoying, honestly. Like ever since I shared a room with him a week ago, he's just yeah. giving me these strange little eye movements about every time I open Are you just my jealous because you can't move your eyes because yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at Andy over there with his facial expressions. <laughs> right, stop this madness. Rick, yes. how's your week of running been? Well, because we've been out this week, you and I, and um, we 
did a little first part of my challenge at the beginning of the year, which is to run faster at certain distances than I have ever done before. We did the first part of that this week and no spoilers no spoilers it was incredibly hard but (laughs) one really good bit of advice I would say for anyone trying to beat a PB that they've been going for for a long time pick the right course to do it because if it's flat and you're bad at hills you've got a much better chance of nailing it I know this is really obvious advice Mm -hmm. but some people think that when you because you go up a hill, you get to go down and you'll go faster and you'll nail it. No, but, but you're so broken from the hill. But you're so broken from going up, actually <laughs> you just kind of plod down. But for some, it depends on what you're like. I slow down so much on hills, I don't think I make it back up on the other side. <laughs> Whereas, um, anyway, we well, did, we did like it we did on, on the, the travelator where yeah, you get halfway the up the hill, you just ago. can't make it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you could tell you, there's a there's one running metric that could help you to measure a sustained effort over an undulating course. Oh, is there? Yeah. Which it's one a of your favourites? and pull, a unit. Pull socks. Powers. No, powers. Powers. Oh, power. Yes. <laughs> yes. Power. Which yeah. is measured in units of... Power. <laughs> <laughs> 50 power. 50, 50, 50 power. <laughs> I was 45 power on my 5K today. No, you weren't. You weren't. No? I, pr- I promise I you, you'd be a bit, 20 power? bit more no. power. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been like 400 power. 400 yeah. power. Yeah, all right, okay. yeah. several right. hundred power okay. anyway. Fantastic. Well, what, what, you know. I can't let that one go. What? 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 <laughs> what? Andy, yeah. I, I, I'm out of politeness. How's your week been? <laughs> you don't care at all. Uh, well, I'm training for shorter stuff and it's going to be no surprise what sort of distances I'm going to pick when we come to that. But uh, I've also had it thrust upon me potentially that at some point in the coming weeks, I'm going to have to do an all-out mile pursuit. He's back. It's yeah. like the dream mile an in Oslo all, all over pursuit. again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard, what, are you trying to run faster than a distance that you've run before as well? Uh, no, no those, not that, faster than he was back in the day. Yeah, no that chance. Ship, that ship has sailed. Um, <laughs> but you're trying to go, I mean, much faster than I could. Yeah, so we actually did, testing some super shoes recently, run a kilometre time trial quicker than I thought I could. Or probably the quickest I've run a K in, in the last five or six years and, and yeah well I don't know whether it is a flex I just haven't run a very fast K in the last five <laughs> or six years and then uh, yeah there's this opportunity to come up to run there's a, there's a fairly unique event where it's a one mile all out time trial but rather than everyone starting on the start line together it starts how they start the time trials in the Tour de France so you all start individually um, and I don't what know what the time mean? gaps are between so in the Tour de France they'll the, there'll be several hundred riders that ride the same time trial route Oh, and it's not just like, okay, you're going to be a bit slower. So mm. it's not like a we've done before, like a handicap race where everyone finishes at the same no, time. It's just no. like, go, 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 Yeah, go, so they go. go at 30 second intervals or whatever mm. it is. Um, later oh, in That the, sounds terrifying. Later in the Tour de France, I think they do classify it based on like the general classification of the race. So that the person who's the current yellow jersey will go last. Yeah. I think. Um, oh, cycling's complicated, isn't it? But yeah, so I don't know the time gaps, but that's that's got me excited. So yeah, I've done a few intervals, interval training. I've been traveling a lot, so I haven't done as much as I would like, but um, I'm getting back into that regularity of running that I've been missing. And I do feel that even though I'm more tired from the exercise, I'm feeling a little bit more kind of energized throughout the day, which is it's the amazing power of exercise. And I, I always remember it every time. I'm like, oh yeah, I should do this more. <laughs> You've got to be energized with the amount of children you have because it takes so long to put them to sleep. I mean, by the time they've got to be asleep, surely the first one's woken up. Well, you joke, but that's a hundred percent. Yeah, like you get home, get in from, from work and then it's, you know, several, you know, from picking the kids up at maybe five or half five. And then by the time the last one of them's in bed at 
half past eight in one of the, the dormitories of 15. Um, <laughs> the, the dorms. Yeah. Dorm then, A. Then it's dinner Dorm time. B. He goes to stable block A. <laughs> Just Stables? What's, what's, what's her name again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it. Oh, we got to the point they just have numbers now. <laughs> We're like it'll be letters soon. soon yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, that 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 I think is where I'm at. Like just the regularity of exercises give me a bit of a buzz, which is pretty cool. But I am tired. But I'm always tired. So yeah, Sarah ran in. Rick's uh, Rick's run fast. Why are you I'm, summing it up? I'm doing knackered. We've never done this before. I don't know. I just wanted to bring and it well, in. That, it, at the time we get to the end of each section, are you just going to give us a little summary? I could do that if you want. No, I yeah. really don't. All right, want should that. we give him a break, Sarah? You go for it then. Okay. For, for today's pod, best running distance. Yeah. So yourself. should we should we announce? Oh yeah. yeah, one by one. Okay, right. So in today's podcast, I will be fighting the corner of the longer distances, marathons and upwards. I know they're very different, but there's only three of us and there's a lot of different distances. So I am your long distance gal. And I think they are the best because you get food whilst you're running, depending on how long the distance is or depending whether you're doing it on the road or on the trails. Some of the aid stations are vastly better than what you would find with the shorter <sighs> distances. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm yawning because yeah, yeah. I mean, even the description is no, long, no, Sarah. No, 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 no. Distances most, are long. Most importantly, <laughs> the medals are better. Oh. Move on. In what one of your races are you getting a piece of wood or a buckle or a big shiny medal or a medal that has six little medals on it? If you run all six marathon majors, I give you that. Rick. I got a crate of apples once. I'm, I'm just making notes. <laughs> <laughs> you got a crate of apples. 100% true. I see, Philly Bowden once did a, I think it was like a 10 miler and she got a bomb of cheese. A bomb? Yeah. Mm. So it was like a yeah, wax. I've, I've been given a ham and, yeah, ham. and, and a crate of apples. What, different, what? different races. What, what, who gave you a crate of apples? I imagine if that was a ham and a crate of apples. Is he serious? Oh, who apples? gave you a crate of apples? I did a, Actually... <laughs> this is the last race of my career can you imagine as a did. professional athlete in, um, coming home hi honey what did you win today apples, apples. <laughs> it was in Italy somewhere and I did win and I ran way was... slower than I wanted to run and, and they then, gave uh, you apples and then I got given apples what a slap okay. in the face yeah well yeah. Did you at least get six? It would have been better if they'd handed them, handed them to me and then like goodwill hunting style they were like yeah. how do you like what's them apples the, what's the cumulative word for a collection of apples a bowl. A bushel. A bushel. A bushel of apples. A bushel of apples. Oh, there you go. Very okay. good. Learn that from friends. Um, well, thank you for selling uh, the ultra as your best distance. And the marathon. And what you and think. The and the marathon. Okay. Oh. I'm just going to tear your argument just a little bit for a bit. Okay. okay. So, yeah. great, great pitch. Really like it. Uh-huh. But ultra isn't actually for the, the normal runner, not for the average runner. And you know why? Because it puts people off. It's got loads of scary terminology about it. First of all, I don't want to go on any race where you have to think about what toilet trees you need. B, <laughs> hang on, hang on. That should be that should be right up your street. Yeah. You, you love nothing other than toilet trees. No, because he's not allowed to bring a suitcase. He has to flat pack it down to a exactly. certain uh, weight. Ma- ima- imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine, imagine carrying up a, imagine the impact a bag of, of face your... caviar. Imagine yeah. trying yeah. to put the face caviar into a 15 kilogram weight <laughs> limit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not going to work. But B, <laughs> this, is, this is why I really don't like ultras. They're so off-puttingly scary in how the terminology works and what they're called. It's like the Cape Wrath Ultra, the the Dragon's Breath Ultra, Dragon's back. the Yanan's Back Pantry Ultra. Oh, yeah. That one sounds quite good. <laughs> 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 <It's>, 
<laughs> it's like these ridiculous that names. Perfectly describes an aid station. Literally, she wants oh, some it's smash. So Why would you want to do any of that? It all sounds so miserable and awful to do. You I haven't even said what distance you're running. You're just, yeah, you're I'm just, just I'm, bashing I'm just, I'm just, Mark. I'm pulling your arms. He's doing that. Doing an Eminem style. Yeah. He's just like he's like pulling apart. Pulling he's not apart even your do argument. Yeah. I just don't know why we'd want to get into that. They're not for normal runners. I don't. I don't get it. But anyway. Hey, any right. distances for anyone, Rick? All right. Okay. All right. Okay. This yeah, is they're just because they're not for you. Uh, all right. All right. I know we've got to be inclusive on this, but I'm just pulling apart our argument. You <laughs> go and do an ultra if you really want to. No, I'm all right. Actually. <laughs> I'm all right. Rick actually. will be in his hot tub with his face caviar, <laughs> yeah, thinking yeah. you're mad. Yeah. Right. Go on. What's your distance? Well, everybody. Um, thanks for taking the time for listening to me and hearing oh, me God, out here. Yeah. Um, I would like Rick to sell the 10-kilometer race. Because, right. you know, when you become a 10K runner, you leave just the normal world of runners and you become a runner with heart. The 5K <laughs> distance. The 5K distance is great. You can pop along. You can do it on Saturday. You can get fit, couch to 5K. You're on there. You're on your journey. I admire that. I really do. But 10K is when you start to have some competitive syndrome stirring your loins and power through your veins and it's also a coincidence uh, that it's the highest number that rick can count to <laughs> yeah that and, and i mean i think that anyone who is attending a any 10k races this year it, we might be a little bit worried about the fact they stir your loins yeah. <laughs> uh, did you just say that yeah. yes he did i did it on purpose right here it comes okay oh, there's more to come there's more to come oh good it, it, oh, is all, it is also the distance where there are the most amount of races in the UK. And you know what? The time you can that do a 10... That is such a Rick Kelsey fact. Hey, listen, are you I've got, sure I've about got that? Some numbers. I think I, I've got some I numbers. I don't believe... I, whatever numbers you come out with, I won't believe them. But I do actually think he's probably right here. Thank you. The most Thank, you. The... Thank you. Hey, listen. Who's the journalist? There's uh, a park run. You know, are you including park runs in that? No. It's not a race this week. Well, parkrun's never race. Yeah, but it, no, no, but it's exactly. a run. Yeah, but a 10K doesn't have to be a race. It's yeah, 10K, organi 10K organized 10K races, organized races. Can I just finish my pitch here? If yeah, this, this, was, if this think... was Dragon's Den, I would have been cut off. Wouldn't have even asked for how much money I need yet. I think if yeah, this no. was Dragon's Den, you wouldn't have even made past the screen test. Right. I, would have, I would have broken that lift whilst you were also, on the way just, up. Just, just before you do, because I feel like this is how we're going to break him, Sarah. Mm -hmm. He's oh, yeah. desperately trying to You're make his case here. And he's flow. so You're cross my that we've stopped him from talking. You're really ruining my flow. Excellent. Just give me 20 seconds and you can have your go, Andy. Yeah, okay, man. All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he can't remember what he was going to say. He's got his little notes. No, right. Anyway, listen, yeah, yeah. Um, 10K. Just yeah. super quick, just before you do this one thing. Oh, nothing. I just wanted to see his face. Sorry, right. Go I on, wish mate. we were filming this. He's on, so mate, you can cross. do it. You can do it. So Almost cross. there. So just breathe. Count to distance. 10. <laughs> no, no, he looks like he's run it, a 10K. You've got the most options when it comes to races across the country and also the time of a 10K. It's a really friendly amount of time it takes. So you become competitive. You've got that heart because you're you're actually in a race. You can get into it beyond 5K, which so many people do. And you're not on a marathon. You haven't got to be there all day. You haven't got the trepidation of taking on an enormous challenge. Like you're so taking on a trepidation, marathon. Trepidation, not intrepidation. Uh, trepidation, like yeah. In, not intrepidation, like you said, in the bit that you've definitely edited out by this point. Andy, you're such... We won't have Rick editing this podcast in a minute. And we all you know you can't do it. No, of doing it. So, and anyway, and on those numbers, yeah. the average male in the UK uh -huh. runs a 10K in 55 minutes and the average female in the UK 
runs a 10K in one hour and three minutes. And that means that everybody can attack those times and attack those distances. And that, my friends, <laughs> is why the 10 kilometer distance is the best distance known to humankind. So ring 077212 <laughs> if you want to vote for Rick Kelsey for mayor of running. Alternatively, if you want to vote for Andy Badley, this is his distance. Yeah, how do you follow? Because he's lazy, so he doesn't want to run for very long. Yeah, it's true. How, how, how do you follow that though? It's so, it's so difficult mean, to come after such a master orator. <laughs> orator. Is it orator? Yeah. Oh. Ha! You said something wrong too. That's annoying. And he went to Cambridge. Andy I went to doesn't know words. Da, 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 da. Hey! <laughs> There's right, Birmingham. On, oh, now they've ruined my go flow, on, but I didn't have any notes for this because I'm just confident that I'm right. This shorter distance you is the best. Even said, go. Yeah, go on. No, 5,000 metres and below. If I had to make a case for a distance, naturally I would choose the 1,500 metres. I think that's the, the blue ribbon distance of, um, of track and field, uh, the mile as well. We can include those together because I loved running them. The tactics, the fact that they're on a track, which I appreciate is not for everybody, but that's the magic of my childhood, which is long, long ago. But I still get the nostalgia on the track. Yeah, just the fact that you're all out. I love I loved running at my red line for a short period of time. I found I did the marathon. It's a totally different kind of pain. I got a lot of respect for it. But for the first 10k or so, all you're doing is thinking, well, don't overcook it. Whereas, okay, but riddle me this, riddle me this. Oh, hello. If you've run a marathon or if you've run an ultra, if you've run something where you've really gone to, you know, hell and back trying to get to that finish line, you talk about that individual day because it was such a kind of big element of your day when you've run that distance. You look at your medal, you look at it with pride. I don't think that there is like an individual race for you where you talk about it in the same vein because you were, you were only running for three and a half minutes. I glazed over a little bit. <laughs> li 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 listening to that. Because you interrupted him, Sarah. Yeah, You're not even answering my question. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't know what the question was. Do, do you not think the, the from, your, pride from, from your marathon, there's so much more to talk about? What are you going to talk about when you ran 1,500 metres? Oh, well. I ran a bit. I finished. I got some apples. Done. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the brilliant bit. It, it, I could break down a 1,500 metre race into you know, well, we did into a 15 minute plus video where I, I talk about it on YouTube with my coach about running a particular mile. At, at, I, I guess my childhood, I, 1992 is the first Olympics I remember in uh, Barcelona. Then I have really vivid memories of, of Atlanta in 96. And then it started to get to the point where I was quite good at running and, and the idea at 2000, 2004, like I never thought I would get to the Olympics, but then I was thinking about like, just imagining, wouldn't it be cool if, or what would it be like to be there? Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to then get to the point in my career where I got to race on tracks in Oslo and Barcelona and uh, Sydney and Melbourne and all of these other amazing places around the world um, where I grew up with the the, the, the the iconic status of both the distance, particularly in Britain. Like the news would have been interrupted for the news of, of Steve Cram, Steve Yvette, Sebco breaking a mild world, mild world record at somewhere in Europe uh, in the 80s. And that's what I grew up on. So that those are the distances that, that kind of conjure up that magic of, and the euphoria of like, of like a really incredible, exciting moment in like, in running in Britain. Yeah, I mean it's lovely, but it's Good not sell, really it's yeah, not really that relatable yeah. to the average person. It's not the average person. Oh, but that wasn't that wasn't the the um Have you got that wasn't the brief. It was like what, what, what is the best distance? 
ever. Not what's the best distance for you? Well, I think, so, I mean, I'm talking at a very different angle. I'm talking about it from a competition against others perspective. Yeah. Right. Whereas um, my, oh, I'm going to undo my argument a little bit. My my greatest sense of kind of- Oh, he's breaking, Ricky's indiv- breaking. Individual achievement recently would be would be the marathon. I, I never thought I'd feel like that about- Covering a distance. Hang on. You're now backing. <laughs> you're not what only is going breaking on. your own argument, you you're you coming over to my up? side. Hey, you're hey. now backing Sarah. There we go. That's two to one. Right. Go on, no, Rick. No, closing but, but, argument. But then, no, no. But then, but then I was saying that. I don't know what I was saying. I was, I was saying that, that my memory is uh, and, and my Check career was built on <laughs> on competing against other people. I think the hologram not against behind myself. is malfunctioning. What is VO2 doing? <laughs> I don't know. I think my, my powers are high though. Um, <laughs> it's 11. 11 powers. And, and I've got uh, Pulse Frog. So, <laughs> pulse, pulse Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just my, my experience is really different today. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love the tactics of the short distance where for most people listening yes in the 5k you're, you're challenging yourself but you can break the race down into into chunks and then really try to do what a lot of you hear a lot of elites talk about in their post-race interviews like execute your strategy mm-hmm. and, I, and I love the idea of doing that and I enjoyed going toe-to-toe with other people on the same start line at the same time trying to get the better of them. So that's why I enjoyed the short distance and that's why I like the track. All right, well, closing argument for the longer distance. I feel like if you want an experience, if you want that bucket list race Mm. that you are going to tell your grandkids about or you're going to tell anyone in the street Mm. or you're going to tell the person on the plane next to you as you fly back home if you've done it abroad, that is what you get from a marathon and an ultra. You're combining so many different things. You're running, you're seeing new places, you're testing yourself beyond what you thought was possible and you are completing something. And quite often, if you're me, you're crying at the end of it which just makes a lovely day in general lovely. lovely okay yeah so it's almost question time but every episode we pick a new story <laughs> <laughs> his face really, rick's so cross really you are you gonna leave that in yeah <laughs> oh Rick I was only yeah. joking obviously Rick go on Rick turn. closing arguments do you remember a couple of weeks ago at the running show and people said we should record every episode oh, on, for YouTube for YouTube yeah anyway <laughs> I saying we should or we shouldn't we shouldn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah do 10k be better be stronger live faster be out for an hour and be in the pub for a Gavi by midday. I mean, that was the equivalent of Hans face space. (laughs) (laughs) Said a lot by not really saying that much. Next next slide, please. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, you are listening to the Running Channel podcast. Please do email in podcast at theruningchannel.com. Who do you think won that? I'm not really sure if any of us will make great uh, debaters in life, but we could do another one of these. Any other running related topics that you want to see us fight out? Did that make sense? We'll go with yes. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that. Sounded okay, Sarah. Yeah, I think we are right. all slowly losing the will to live. Yeah, it's been a it's, it's been a bad week apparently <laughs> <laughs> for ourselves. But anyway, next news. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Shoes. Now, at The Running Channel, we bang on all the time about how if you want to run fast, you need to run slow. I'm talking about the 80-20 rule. Yes, you need to do the vast majority of your training at an easier or steadier pace. And you need an everyday pair of running shoes that you trust to do that. And the Infinite Elite has brand new cushioning technology in the form of Under Armour's Hover Plus. So that's designed to support you for the whole of even your longest runs with extra cushioning and energy return. So that's what this is all about. Yeah, and if you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes. So I have some news. It's more of a, um, what's it called? 
announcement. Mm. PIA, yeah. SIA? Public service announcement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. PSA. Okay. PSA. Um, this year is the Olympics. You might not have seen it. I haven't seen it advertised that much, but it's an Olympic year. It's very exciting. You need to advertise the Olympics, do you? I know, but it's every four years. Yeah. A lot of stuff's happened since the last Olympics. Oh, the, uh, People well, forget. Weirdly, and this one's a really weird one, isn't it? Because it's only been three years. Yeah, and it's a leap year. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I'm not sure how the leap year is relevant. <laughs> but I just forget those too. Oh, yeah, but I'm very year. young. Yeah. I haven't experienced it that much compared to Andy. <laughs> <laughs> But I just want to, you know, I'm going to keep it on the agenda that it's an Olympic year. Get excited. We're going to talk to you about the Olympics. Rick, this is my bit. <laughs> Rick's just wondering Sorry. how he cuts stuff out. Very excitingly, over the last couple of weeks, Dina Asher-Smith, the indoor, what is it called? Season has started. The indoor on. season has started, yeah. It has started. She broke the British 300 metre record indoor, which is very exciting because she's been battling injury over the last couple of years, I think. And yeah. that sets her up in a very good position for an Olympic year. So I, for one, am very excited to see what people will be doing this well, summer. Also pretty brave because in the indoor season, she's traditionally done the 60 metres. She's a she's a 100 metre, 200 metre specialist outdoors. So doing mm -hmm. 300 metres is actually quite brave for a short distance sprinter because it's a long way. Might not sound it to most people listening to the Running Channel podcast, particularly not those who are supporting Sarah that marathons and ultras are the best distances. Genuinely but, forgot this was still that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, but I think I think it shows the people, that her competitors in the 200 metres should be worried because if she's able to do that over distance stuff. So we always talk about what? being fit either side of your distance. That's what I was going to say. It backs up our argument that if you're yeah. training for 5k, you need to, you don't need to be breaking records in 10k, but you do need to be running yeah. longer than 5k and faster than 5k. I'm boring Rick so much he's yawning. Andy, what's your news? My news is it's, it's not new news per se, because it's going on about, I mean, a very definition of news. You know, you know the point of news again? <laughs> okay. Rick it's ongoing born. news. There's a, an amazing guy called Russell Cook, uh -huh. who is the hardest geezer on various social media. Have you ever said those channels. words before in your Hardest life? geezer. Hardest geezer. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I words think never used to describe Andy. It's <laughs> in all my bios. <laughs> bios. Yeah. Is that a social media thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Bio. Good. He has been running the entire length of Africa. Oh yeah. Oh, I know this guy. Absolutely staggering. So he's trying to complete 360 marathons in 240 days or a distance of 360 marathons in 240 days which is bonkers wow. in itself but then also he's been forced to pause his challenge after he was robbed at gunpoint yes um wow. and then now there are complications with visas health scares also geopolitical issues armed robbery um he's only 26 as well and he's on day 273 and he's about to try and take on the sahara well, where did he start about 272 days ago. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, the, uh, north or south? Did south. He's, he's going going south. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. He hasn't gone far otherwise. Yeah. Well, he's gone far, but not as far as he needs to go. Yeah, and he's raised <laughs> over £130,000 so far for charity. Um, he's been through 13 different countries and has got three more to go to reach the, the kind of the end. And then you guys you just don't think about the logistics that must be involved. I mean, obviously the incredible feats of endurance, yeah. but then the logistics of mm. crossing borders yeah. and, and travelling through like fairly, like, well, just terrifying areas, areas of the world in well, terms of the yeah, temperatures and the, extre the extremes. And the geopolitical got stuff as yeah. well. Right. Well, that was an excellent bit of news. <laughs> yep. But now, I can't believe we've put such a... Um, we're going to have to compose ourselves for this. We got sent an email a few weeks ago and all of us read it and it was just incredible. And we really, really wanted to share it, I guess. Yeah. It's a slightly different one this time. It's, it's not so much a, a question as... Uh, a lovely email that we're going to read out 
in parts and then I suppose reflect on. So we resonated with it and we feel like a lot of people will as well. And we kind of wanted to share our response to it and see what your response is to. I'm going to split it up between the three of us because it's rather long, but it's good. So stick with it. To Andy, Sarah and Rick. First of all, I wanted to say a massive thank you to the three of you, as well as the other Running Channel presenters for the content you put out and the enthusiasm you share about running. I'm 50 years old and I've run on and off for about 20 of those years. Over the past five or six years, running has become a more regular part of my life, driven by my wife, also called Sarah, and our friends, by taking up running and being supplemented brilliantly by the content that you guys put out. It must be our age, but like Andy, I love nothing more than stopping on the edge of a field to soak in the view or even take a quick picture to share with my wife. I also bore the others in our group with valuable input about how beetroot juice could potentially help our performance, how running slower may help us go faster, and how being one of the annoying people who warm up for 15 minutes before a park run may actually have some science behind it. I've been encouraged by your content to buy my first pair of super shoes, followed your training plans, and as a grown man, admit to crying at Mo's video of his first sub three-hour marathon. In short, the running channel has become an integral part of my life and one I'm very happy to be there. Our love of running has meant that over the past few years, we've visited some amazing park runs, including Keswick, Land's End, Belfast and Amsterdam. I ran my first sub one hour 40 half marathon recently and had just got a place in next year's Chicago Marathon. I was upping my load in preparation for another half marathon in February and on Boxing Day had done an amazing 12 mile run that felt great. The following day, however, I had a worrying locking sensation in my knee and a shooting pain. When the same thing happened several times a day over the next few days, I thought it's sensible to visit my doctor, who in turn arranged an MRI scan to assess the problem. To my complete shock, I found out earlier this week that the problem was severe arthritis in my knee. The immediate fear that came to my mind was confirmed moments later when I was told that I should never run again. After more tears and a little catastrophizing, I've come to realise that this is not the end of the world and that others receive much worse news than this. Nearly a week on, though, and I'm still devastated. Well, as he does go on about it, I have enjoyed hearing about Rick's recovery from injury, but unfortunately, I'm having to come to terms that there is no way back for me, and this is really tough. Yeah, this is... ah. So we, we read this, and that there was a little bit more that we'll go into after after this, but like this is the, the point uh, out of all of us, I think. Well, I, I finished my career with injury, and I wasn't sure when I'd get back to running, but I, I knew it wasn't as kind of bad as this mm. but rick yeah you were you had this a similar conversation with doctors right yeah and it sounded so familiar actually when i read this email when it came in you know something happened quite suddenly w- w- with sam here who, who sent us the email and he went to the doctor and then he he was told that he's got severe arthritis and that he'd never run again and that did happen to me but of course as it's turned out, I am running again, but yeah. it sounds like his problem is potentially more severe. Yeah, and and I'm so I'm so sad to hear, but also really glad that that Sam took the time to write in because I want to send him kind of all our love. Uh, mm. We're not medical professionals, obviously. Every sort of individual situation is really different. Different, so I'm assuming that he's getting the best possible medical advice here. Um, so we just don't know what's going to come. But the, the next little bit. Um, is probably the bit that really resonated with us. And there's some, some human here as well, which, which really made us smile. So uh, I wanted to drop, this is the end of, of Sam's email. So I wanted to drop the note largely to say thank you for being such an important part of my life for the past few years. I've realized that running has become a big part of who I am. And at the moment, it's too painful to remind myself of what I'm missing. I already feel like I'm not truly part of the running gang. 
and I haven't been able to bring myself to listen to the last couple of podcasts. So don't go worry. We're going to reach out directly to Sam just to make sure he gets a, an email from us. Um, I think and hope that this changes. I have considered volunteering at Parkruns. I'm also considering turning to the dark side and taking up cycling. Really? I wonder if there's an equivalent podcast with a former Olympic cyclist with hundreds of kids, an inept producer with a Gavi problem, an impossibly <laughs> cheerful presenter who is so incredibly relatable. For at least the short term, however, I'm probably going to give the podcast a miss, which in itself upsets me. Thanks again to you and the Running Channel team and keep up the good work. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who would really miss what you guys do. Many thanks, Sam. Oh. And then in brackets it says former runner. But I think the thing that resonated with us is that this email, even the subject of this email was hello and goodbye. But I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this who would say that even though you might not be able to run anymore, Sam, you are still wholeheartedly a part of this community if you like running. And I am so truly sorry that you're not able to do it right now, but you are by no means an outsider to what we're doing. And I get it if it's too painful to listen to this or to go to Parkrun at the moment, but I really hope you can find a way to connect back with it, however that is, because like the connections that you've made, the fact that you share it with your wife and your friends is so special. And I really hope that you can find a way to do that again. Yeah, and my best friends... Uh, broadly have, have been made through running and then now that the experiences that we we share together aren't always actually running so like you don't you don't lose that so yeah my best friends and, and rick have been made through running um, <laughs> just <trying> to, <laughs> um but the the, the yeah it, it the the thing that that really got me here was so when i wore i wrote a, a blog on this we talked about it on the podcast before yeah uh, on mind where when i was injured and this was when i was competing as a professional I realized how my identity was I was a runner and that was how I'd introduced myself to people. Um, and then when that was taken away from me, it was this real sense of like grief and loss and I didn't know what to do with it because I'd completely lost my identity or this thing that I did, yeah. that just, that was the single thing that defined me or I thought defined me was that was the scary bit. And I'm sure that's what Sam's experiencing. And I'm sure that anyone out there who's been injured for a few days, months or, mm. or longer will resonate with that and, and then it's taking the time to realize that all of the amazing stuff he's described about his friends, his wife, his experiences, his uh, like sense of humor really comes through. And so I now would define myself as like, as probably a, a husband and a father, like obviously to the millions of children, um, rather than as a runner. And that's now something that I yeah. have been able to fall back in love with again. So yeah, I think that loads of people listening, I hope would, uh, would want to send Sam some, some love. And if they do, then please email into podcast at the running channel.com with any thoughts. We'll try and read them out on the podcast and maybe pass them on yeah. as well. It's early days and you know, it's tough in those early days when you get that news and the first couple of weeks, you're just thinking, well, what else am I going to do? Cause you've got a lot of time to spare because yeah. you've done this for so long. You spent so much of your week doing it. You're going, well, actually this is the time when other people are doing it and I no longer can. So mm -hmm. it just hits those times of the week that are repetitive yeah. Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, long runs, whenever you get, so well, you got to fill that time with something else. Maybe you'll be able to fill it one day with running again, or maybe you'll find something else that you really like, but you can still be part of the running community yeah. and the running team. Which we, which we have, yeah. particularly in the last two or three weeks, been face-to-face -face with so many amazing people and amazing stories, which hasn't always been staggering feats of endurance. It's, it's mm. been more about lifting each other up. Uh, and that's what I think we're here for building a trusted, inclusive space that encourages runners from all over the world to to kind of yeah lift each other up and support each other when it's tough. Because it's not always easy running. Like oh, I discovered that more recently. And it, sometimes you don't want to get out there. S sometimes things are hard for loads of different reasons. So like, yeah. 
we're very proud of the people that we meet. And this leads quite nicely onto my request for this week, which is if you're part of a running club or a group of friends, or you know anyone right now who you know is a runner who's injured, <laughs> drop them a text, see if they're all right. You might not be able to run with them right now, but they might be going through it. So please check in on them. And if you don't know anyone who's injured, then the next time you go out for a run, just have a little think about what your why is, I suppose, because we're all going to be faced with injury. We're all going to be faced with times where we can't run, whether that's recovering from a race or because we're injured mm. and have a little think about what is going to bring you joy in those moments. I guess you can make yourself as bulletproof as possible if you, what's the phrase? Prepare for the worst. Expect the worst. Yeah. For the best. Yeah, there's something in there. But essentially, I read this email halfway through doing my run-in today and it really made me think about the last bit of my run that I was struggling with. Put it in perspective. Yeah, put it into perspective. Yeah. So that is a nice, lovely way to end the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in your ears and on your screens next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which has a focus on both comfort and endurance. So an ultra springy, responsive feel that protects your legs and keeps them feeling fresh, which is what Jess has been putting to the test as she's been training for over the last 12 weeks for taking on her ultimate ever 10K. And she's been focused on consistency. So being able to show up with those fresh legs every day and every week in order to put in the work and the recovery that she needs to do to run her best. If you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes.